Thank you for listening to the Other Side of Sports podcast, representing the DMV. Be sure to subscribe to us on Stitcher, Google Play, and Apple Podcasts. You can also find us on YouTube at OSS TV. Look, we need your support, so please do us a favor and make sure you leave a comment and give us a rating. Thank you. Now on to our show. You are now tuned to the other side of BOK Sports 9 Welcome back. You're now tuning to the other side, the other side of sports. I'm your host, Laws, in yeah. the building. Yeah. Uh, rocking out. Of course, you know, we got my man Aaron in the building. That's right. You already we know. We solid today. Um, we got a lot of stuff on tap. I, I promise I'm not going to talk about it no more once we get over the hump, though. But, like, the Deshaun jump, dog, is just so juicy, man. Like, every week is something else oh. that's going... <laughs> something else is coming. Like come, come. Hey, hey, listen. We are firing all cylinders today. Uh, Deshaun, bro... The What's Browns, young. Yeah? The new part is that the hearing is today. The uh, the league is trying to basically suspend them for an entire year. They want an inspe- uh, suspension indefinitely for a entire, entire entire year. Judge, uh, I think it's Judge Roberts is going to look at look at the case and decide on on Deshaun's fate. If if the league does not agree with the, her assessment. Right, then they then it's going to go to Roger Goodell anyway. If there is if there's an appeal from Deshaun's camp, then it would go to Roger Goodell. So this Bama get the final say any which way you look at it. Um, but the thing that's intriguing is that they're trying to spin, or at least the defense is saying that you can't hold the player to a higher standard than you do the owners, and so they're saying that the whole Dan Snyder situation is 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 in play um the 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 attorney for the the girl i guess one of the still outstanding um uh lawsuits that's still against deshaun watson they went and sued the texans as they should said said the texans was complicit in the whole situation said that deshaun was taking young into like i guess their their the hotel that's sponsored by the team and asking for massage tables in the joint, and that there was complaints from the from the the uh, management of the hotel of just all the women that he was bringing through the joint, and that it could be problematic. And they reached out to the team, and then the team gave them NDAs, I guess, to cover their side of it. It's it's it's, it's a whole spin cycle on the joint. I mean, if you're the Browns. How, like what are you doing? Like, I guess they knew because I guess they had in the clause, and the clause they got a, that that Deshaun will basically make a million dollars for the year, so they 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 anticipate him not being able to play this year. Um, I just I don't know if the Bama's going going to play again, bro. He gonna I play feel again. like they're going to suspend him so? for the year 
he probably gonna get it reduced to maybe 10 games or 12 games based on him sitting out all the last year. But he's gonna end up playing again. The Browns knew all of the stuff that we just now found and finding out. They got a lot more money and resources than any of these news stations, than any of these uh, reporters or independent social media uh, sports analysts. So they knew he was a pervert. And when you take that on, it's like Bama's dealing with R. Kelly or anything else. Like you know what the Bama's, you know what it is. You just hoping that at some point. Whatever punishment is going to be the punishment, but you're, in, you're going to get the, the return on your investment. They don't care about how he's treating these women. They just know they're the Browns. They haven't won in, in forever, and they want a chance to have one of these alpha top dog quarterbacks that I can't remember the Browns ever having at any point in their oh, franchise history. Like, the closest thing they've had is maybe Bernie Kosar, maybe the best quarterback they've ever had. So they've never had a player like this, and – they wouldn't have one under any other scenario. They would never, ever have access to this kind of quarterback in their prime if it wasn't for him being a, a cold pervert. Yeah, I, I just, the, what they gave up, and it and it looks like the league is set. I mean, honestly, I just keep it all the way 100. If I work in the league office and I'm in the NFL, I'm trying to keep this man out of the game as long as I possibly can. Because I don't think he's reformed. I think, I think the league really part of it is that they want to buy time. That if something else happens or comes out, that it won't impact it, make them look bad from a from a PR standpoint. Because I don't necessarily know that that the dude has you say quote unquote learned his lesson. They don't care about that. They care only about the liability. And like you said, I think they're going to try to suspend him indefinitely like they did Josh Gordon and force arbitrators or someone else to come in and put a limit on it. Because I think that absolves them of looking weak when it comes to women, especially now. You know, the subject is super sensitive. It's super The way the Supreme Court is out here. Did you ever think that was going to get overturned? Well, no, don't get me started on them. Yes, because you know how these bammers out here moving on fields. No, so, the Democratic Party is so weak. 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 It's weak. Weak. Where's Kamala Harris at, though? Has she spoken? Has she said anything? They're not allowing her to speak. Where's her boss at, who was making all these promises to black people during the uh, campaign? I just, I'm just so disheartened with the whole po- political uh, uh, movement right now. It's just, it, it, it's trash. It's trash. Um, though, speaking of trash, one man's trash is another man's treasure. Your boy, he back, Earn. All the goofy's about to be negative when he get him a ring, or at least be in, uh, at least be in contention. What you call it? Contention, kind of, uh, contention for uh, a championship. Like, cause we Yo. always said he's been stuck in Washington with no scores. Johnny, he got super scores now. Johnny back, Top three dog. team in the league. I'm happy for him. Dog, got out of Houston. He basically had to sit a year in Houston and just take an L. Catching all the bread. Um, Didn't miss a dollar. Yeah, he was getting paid for sure. Now he's out of jail. Getting healthy. Out of jail. New lease on life. Top three team think, in the league. He probably could have went to any team that he wanted. Do you think that this was the best best play for him? Yes, because if he would have gone to the Lakers, 
you know how LeBron is. When things don't work out, everybody else in the team the scapegoat. starts taking taking blame. You the, you the scapegoat. So right. stuff is not going. It's like, oh, John Wall, he just not the player he used to be, and you want like it never and, falls on LeBron. Yeah. And Kawhi and Paul George have more left in the tank than AD and LeBron. Like people don't want to have that discussion, but it is what it is. Ah. LeBron's in his last. He might have another year and a half of being. I mean, he's already on the down end of his career. He's still great, but how much longer do you think you have with LeBron? Whereas I think with Kawhi, you health withstanding, he probably has another four or five years of, of, of elite championship contention left in his in his career. So. I think it's I think it's a much better fit. I think coaching wise, you got a proven coach who's won a championship. I think you're the B team in LA, so it's a lot of pressure off of you because the pressure's gonna be on LeBron and AD. Like people don't really, really care about the Clippers in that way. So he playing with house money at this point, and he's he cashing out. The Bama been cashing out off the, the gate. Yeah. So I'm happy for the Bama, though. And yeah, I I, I can't wait to troll you niggas all year long. <laughs> I cannot wait. I cannot wait. This is a foul move, though. I ain't even gonna hold you. For John Wall to get out of that, that Death Valley in Houston and out of Death Valley too in Washington, because it wasn't better than it wasn't no better here. We're gonna get into the Washington situation in a sec. It's gonna be a lot but, of moving cheese. These talking points gonna be shifting and it's gonna be hilarious just to watch these goofy DC fans start coming up with new narratives to change all of their talking points they had when he was here with no good players other than Bill the entirety of his career. Though I think I think John Wall could easily be back when you're talking about top point guards in the league, he could be leading the league in assists. He could be back in that upper echelon category um, again. And and this is, you know, this is a perfect situation for him, dog. Two superstars he can lean on. You know, he's just going to be asked to distribute the ball. Real scores, which is his natural ability to distribute the ball. He can, he can defend like, yeah, dog, this is a good, this is a good place to be. That's a good place to be. And Paul George is a 1A score. The only thing, though, Hawaii is a 1A score. It's the party. The Babylon party. You do. thought the LA. party scene in D.C. was wild. But he's, a little older, but he's a little older, though, too. What does I feel that like mean? This Babylon was partying saying, through this year. No, I'm, saying, I'm saying with a little bit of age, though, comes a little bit of wisdom, and you slow down a little bit, though. Who? Who? <laughs> no, he ain't going to be going like he was down here. Is he less rich? No. He never thought this Batman was living in D.C. When you extrapolate that to what he's going to be able to do in L.A., the youngins in L.A., the other, dog, the scene is just completely different to what it is here. If you thought he loved Rose Bar, this Batman, he about to be famous in L.A. He might trick off half of that $250 million he got in the last uh, three, four years. Uh, I got some breaking news. Oh. Breaking news. You know, I never really released the come with the breaking news. Breaking news. Uh out of the commander's uh team. Terry McLaurin. Did Jonah come up? Come on, man. What's going on? All right, let's see. Terry McLaurin signing an extension. Looks like it's for three years. All right, let me pull it up. 
we're gonna see we're gonna see it this way um Goodness, dog. I can't. Foles and service down this jump. Uh, let me go here. Okay, here we go. Terry McLaurin signed a three-year extension worth up to $71 million in new money that places him amongst the NFL top five highest-paid wide receivers. Sources tell ESPN Buddy Baker and Tony Bonagera of exclusive sports group finalized deal today with Washington. So so there you go. Terry McLaurin is signed to the commanders for the next three seasons. Do you think that's a good compromise? Yeah, I think it's a shorter term deal. Um, mm-hmm. And I think he also still gave them a discount because he could have really broke the bank on them the way that some of these other receivers are getting paid. So uh, it looks like he actually wanted to be here and they had to get that done. So that's yeah, one positive thing these idiots have done. Um, this offseason. Yeah, nah, you need Terry McLaurin. Like, you need him a part of your team. You need him on your roster. I think anything less than him being there fully committed is problematic. And um, it just really detracts your your ability for your team to kind of move forward. So, shout out to that man. Good, good, good for uh, Terry McLaurin. Yeah, get your your bread, young man. Get your bread. Um, on to the Washington Wizards, dog. We we talked to John about John Wall. Washington Wizards, Bradley Beal. It looks like he's he's set to sign the Supermax deal of $248 million, which would be 35% of the salary cap. Uh, we all know Bradley Beal was drafted third overall in 2012, so he's been in the league 10 years. Been very productive. Career stats 22-4-4. Uh, playoff stats 23, 5, and 4. I mean, Bradley Bill for the I would say the last two seasons, barring uh outside of this this last season with the injury, he was second in scoring uh amongst all players in the regular season in the league. Uh how do you feel about him getting the max deal, Aaron? I've I've gone back You know the answer. Anytime gone, a I've, black man get paid, I'm happy for him. And I'm tired of I'm tired of black fans, especially in this city, acting like the money's coming out of their pocket or it's coming out of their tax dollars. Just because LeBron or Steph, because of the structure of collective bargaining, can't get what they're worth, doesn't mean somebody else shouldn't get the max that they get in their city. Like the so, way Bama's talk about money when it comes to sports teams and players that they feel like aren't delivering them championships is so weird to me. The joint is well, so weird. Well, well, I think I think it's different because I'm not looking at it from the from the standpoint of him getting the money versus him not getting the money. Because, granted, right? I think he deserves the max deal, right? He's been the best player on our team for some time now, and by default, being the best player on the team puts you in a conversation for the super max money, right? What I'm and saying, the team you were drafted by and stayed with. Yeah, it's not like I you can agree. just go anywhere and get super max money. There's a process and there's a number of checkpoints that come in place for you to be able to qualify for a super max. So the only the only thing that I see that's wrong with him getting super max money is because, well, two things. One, I don't think that he constitutes as a super max player in respect to other super max players that I would deem super max. 
Two, but that I, plays directly into what I just said. Just because LeBron, LeBron should be getting sixty million uh, per year, because they're not going to pay him based on a collectively bargained contract, what he's worth to the league and what value he brings to a team, doesn't mean because he's underpaid, everybody else should be underpaid equivalently on that scale. Okay, granted, I I, I hear what you're saying, and I agree with you. But the second point I want to make is that with Bradley Bill getting that much compensation, it does impact the ability of the team to acquire acquisitions that would be needed to make him want to stay here. So it's like it's like it's like you damned if you do, you damned if you don't. If you don't give him the max money, right? You're almost shorting him and you're basically I mean it's now deemed disrespect to not give him the max money when he's clearly the best player on your team but then to do that then you strip the ability of your team to be able to acquire pieces that would actually match with him to help progress the team towards winning a championship if that's the goal now we probably are now answer your own in, question now answer your own question we're probably aligned in the fact that we don't, neither one of us believe the team has an answer to that second question. They don't have a plan on how to acquire a championship. Nobody so, wants to be here. Nobody wants to be here. Nobody's coming here. When he wasn't on the team, when John Wall wasn't on the team, they weren't bringing players here. So to have that argument that, oh, it's handicapping the ability to bring in players, nobody wants to be here with these losers and the poor management and the terrible coaching. Nobody wants to be here. So that's not even an argument that's in good faith. So it's not you, an argument in good faith. So, 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 from your perspective, this is the only move that they had had to make. I mean, how did how does the Wizards get from mediocrity, which I'm always out here claiming that they are? I got to go up there and deal with play. these bamas tomorrow. So, but I'm just though. This is the thing. As long as you got the management in place that's in place, as long as you got the buddy system and the nepotism that goes on here, you got Wes, Elson, Wes Unsell's son as the head coach. You got uh, Ernie Grunfeld's understudy as the GM. There, nothing, like, they move pieces around, but nothing's changed. When this happens with the football team, everybody cries and beats their chest and whining about Dan and how poor the ownership is, but nobody says anything when it comes to the Wizards and Ted Leonsis. Like, you look at these other teams... Lakers got two Supermax players. They figure out how to get another one. Clippers got two Supermax players. They figure out how to get people to come. Every other team that's good and elite has Supermax players, multiple Supermax players, and they figure out how to get people here. You want me to cry about Bradley Bill getting Supermax? Were you paying some of these other bums who don't do... Like, if you cut Bradley Bill's salary in half and look at how many players are making that much money on the team, but not contributing half as much as Bradley Bill's contributing. Like, what are we really talking about? None of this mm. is in good faith. You pay Bradley Bill and find better NBA players in the draft, however you find them, but they can't do it and they won't do it. So the, like having these pretend conversations about what the alternative should be is not a real good faith d d dispute dog, or debate. It's just what about John? What about Johnny Davis? What do you see in Johnny Davis? Do you think he's another piece that they could bring in that would actually help them progress the team towards, I would say, playoffs and and, and further? Um, I mean, he he will likely play the same position as as a Bradley Bill um, at his height, listed as shooting guard. I'm sure they probably mix him in as small forward. Uh, I don't know if he'll probably cut into KCP's time. 
here. Why what, not? Do you, what do you think? He should. I, I so you know I don't. I'm not high on on these teams. This to me, I'm the more I'm more optimistic about this pick than any pick they made since Bill. Okay, like because you know a lot of times in these drafts they, they'll make these moves and try to like Ubre and, and and what was the other guy Brown? What was his name? Um, Oh, Brown, yeah. that they moved Troy up Brown. For. Troy Brown. Troy Jr. Brown. Like a lot of these players, when you look, Denny Avia for sure, and and Rui, it's like these players, and it's just like you don't really understand what they're doing. When you look at him and how he played, to me, he looks like the first player where I feel like, oh, he's got a chance to be to be to be a good NBA player. I'm not saying he's gonna be Bradley Bill. I'm not saying he's gonna be a lead all world mm-hmm. franchise changing player, but he looks like a piece that's a part of a build of a good team. Whereas a lot of their other picks, it's just like, this looks like, it feels like a marketing move or just yeah. throwing the dart at the board. Mm-hmm. And you know, I wanted uh, Jabari Smith or a move to be made to get out of the first round and get a Yo, player that, you know, you know what I mean? You know who but I wanted, dog. I'm good I, want, I wanted one of these Batman's head. I wanted one of these <laughs> star Batman's dog. You would have been I'm hot trying- if they would have got a chip. I, no, first of all, I would have Kirk. I'd have threw my whole. <laughs> I'd have Kirk. I mean, and I might be in a minority to just think that he not he not built for the most, league. I think like, most people think that. I think I'm the one outlier out of out of the black fan base that I don't I don't hate the Bama, dog. No, when I see a Bama like that, dog, <laughs> and I and I put it in context of what I know about basketball and playing, I feel and and, and dog, he might dog my life away on the basketball court. For of course, real. he's seven because I, I just. Yeah, but I just feel like I could just my heart is just bigger than his. Like I feel like you know how like you used to go to the right center and it'd be a Batman and Jones. He'd be five nine with Timberland boots, and you'd be like, dog. And the Batman be playing in the post. You'd be like, dog. Ain't no way this Batman going to score on nobody out here. <laughs> and that Batman get buckets every game, every rebound he get, every re- dog. It's because young know, the heart is the biggest tool. And I feel like when he gets to the league and them other Batmans is your height or close to it and they putting a forearm in your back and like smacking your arms and you're not getting them little you got to be strong I just don't know if he got like the grit that's necessary now Johnny yeah. Davis on the other end I feel like he got a little bit of grit in his game and you, I seen him like step into Rick, another package and Tuck gotta let go of the 80s it's a new day uh, best, like <laughs> the, the best players in the league don't come from the hood no more dog most of dog, the Bamas is, is from the suburbs dog you can't tell me no Bamas raised by single mothers and not still cookers dog they not dog Bamas got dads now dog <laughs> they do got dads. most of the Bamas in the league come from sub- suburbs father and they like yeah, like it's right, just dog. it's not yeah. the same as when we grew up it's different dog it, it's not and so when you look at those things I get what you're saying and it's not, and I know y'all like to see guys like that and, and it makes you feel yeah. like reminiscing the back when we was growing up, but it's just not the state. No, like, am, am I the old? Am I the old Batman now? No, I'm that old. I'm that old Wash Batman. We all are, but we you just gotta go. let go of some of the old ways, though. You oh, gotta let go man. of the old ways. Yeah. All right, man. I'm trying, dog. What, I'm not saying the Batman gonna be great. I'm just saying you can't go off the stuff we used to go yeah, on. You right. Most of the Batman's right. in the league suburban or mixed. It's just yeah, a different. You're it's right. a different landscape of young dudes in the league versus when we grew up where you had to look for the dude who looked the dirtiest, the hungriest, who needed yeah. it the most, and you kind of felt like he, no, he's that playing for his livelihood. His no, family. that's what I'm saying. That joke motivation, bro. We thought that was the only way, but then you look at like a it's staff like, yeah. of play. Yeah, it's not. Most it's of the guys in the league yeah. that's, that's getting yeah, it. Yeah, you're right. They got mothers and fathers. Yeah, they not super hood. You're right. You're right. 
Yo, it's a new day, young. Things have changed. Like, oh man, um, John Moran. Yo, even though he's selling, he's trying to sell. Yeah, he's selling the hood like he said. He's selling the hood like magic growing up. Yo, yeah, he's selling the hood lifestyle, but it ain't. We ain't nobody buying it. Yo, uh, Serena, dog, at forty, out here in Wimbledon, still doing it. She's remarkable, dog. She's remarkable. 40 years old, still competing at the highest level. And that tells you how much better she was than everybody in her prime. Can you imagine? Dog. 40, dog? Going at it like that? I think she's playing a match right now. She should be. I don't know what the... um... I try to see a live man. update on her. Nah, if she getting washed, I'll be blown. <laughs> <laughs> she went, oh, nah, she up five sets to four. Five sets to four. First round versus uh, H10. I don't, I don't know what the Japanese. That's what the flag, I think the flag is. for. Is white with the red circle? Yeah, nah. No, that it might be Italy then. This junk got blue and red and white in the middle. Three stripes. They're like France, France, maybe, yeah, France. Though I don't know, I don't know, know nothing about the flags, though. Bama did a flag test, I failed. I just, I know a few, but mm-mm. um, before we get out of here, though, I seen this video, Aaron, this don't hurt my heart, dog. This don't gotta be staged, though. It's no way. And daddy, my baby daddy, come here with one meal for my child. But I have three other kids. We have one kid together, but he only want to come and bring one thing to McDonald's. But what about my other kids? How come you can't feed my other kids to McDonald's, though? Like, that's bogus as hell. Like, you're not going to sit here and make my other kids feel left out, and you're only bringing one child something to eat. Look, there you go. And I bet you he only got one thing in there. I bet you he don't even. I'm finna expose this out of him so people can see how he really is. It ain't more than it ain't more than enough food in that bag for everybody. What's up? What's food? Because I'm finna expose you. What? Because that don't look that don't look enough for all my kids. That don't look enough for all my kids. What is that? That's just one burger, one burger, burger one fry. What he like? What he mean? Okay, what about my other kids? Dog, tell me this ain't real, dog. <laughs> tell me this ain't real. It happens every day. I don't know that this particular video isn't staged. I hope, like you're saying, I hope <laughs> it is. But we've seen it every day. We see it every day. Make good decisions, dog. It's so it's so sad, dog. I don't even have no words for this, dog. It's just like, what are we doing? Yeah, you got you got now more than ever. You got to make right decisions, dog. You can't you can't just be out here because you yeah this jump. Dog, I can't even imagine if I'm a father and I like had to navigate that. Dog, do you know how depressed I would be? 
But if she had a father, she wouldn't be in that situation, more than likely, a father that thought that way. Because clearly she got kids by multiple Bamas, and apparently only one is bringing food for the kids, and the kind of guy you choose is only bringing food for his kid. All that goes into decision-making. So even though you're not obligated to feed anybody else's kid, what kind of adult would come to a situation where it's other kids there and only bring one of them food? Especially McDonald's, because you know when you when Bam was a little you, kid, you McDonald's know, so was you like cracked the bag. going to the Super Bowl. So as you see, dog, you, <laughs> you see the the fries, dog. You going spaz. So that's just. It's, I don't even do that for my nephews, dog. Exactly. Like if I go to my nephew's house, I, I would just. So these are the situations that arise when you're in these toxic environments. Like like we talking about when we grew up, like families that grew up in the hood don't make good decisions. And you just see all of these different things that take place in these environments. And this is one of those things. It's just when you compound bad decisions with bad decisions, it's the kind of toxic environment you end up with. And so (laughs) you got to avoid dudes like this and women like this completely. Because I don't know what you get out of that. Even if you like, you a cornball for not bringing the other kids food, you let the kid go out and eat his McDonald's that his dad bought him in the car, even if it's not in front of the other kids. But it's just all around, dog, just just terrible decision making. And people, it's kids growing up like this, dog. A lot of kids growing up in these environments. Oh, this is so sad, though. It's just... And about to be more about to be more about to be more dog wow ah Kyrie opting his contract ain't dumb as y'all think nah he'll <laughs> get that bread he said I'm gonna get that bread apparently he was uh, out in California hanging with LeBron that jump gave him a gave him a moment of clarity that was like I can't go back to this um. Yeah. Is yeah. Uh, follow us at OSS at Other Side of Sports. Um, please subscribe to the YouTube channel. I know a lot of people listen to us on Apple Podcasts and all the podcasting platform. Join the YouTube family. Go ahead, hit the subscribe button. Rock with us, heavy. Um. All right, we gonna see the Wizards tomorrow. We gonna hang. Do the meet and greet. Let them try to sell us a dream. I, you know they gonna sell the dream. No, I mean they want me buy these tickets. Work. That's what they really want. But we gonna make them work. We gonna make them work. No, I wonder if I say, can y'all guarantee playoffs? Y'all told me three. Tommy, you told me three years, bro. He abandoned you from the facility. But you mean playoffs? He told no. I got the I got the video. I got the audio. The audio from the last time when we was there. He was like, "Give us a chance. It takes time to turn it around. Three years. We gonna have a different. This year four. Then there's another thing I want to clear up, dog. I'm gonna post a picture next week. I promise. Bradley Bill is not no no six four. What you do? I'm that? sorry. He not six four. They just, give you the wrestling Babbis, heights on the Bamas was giving. Bamas was coming at me. Dude, dude. He said, I said, listen, the Bama's my height. And I'm six one. I stood right next to the Bama. I think that's why I ain't want to take the picture with me because 
He knew. <laughs> he knew. Dog. The truth comes out. He knew. He, he was disgruntled in the whole the whole situation. The Batman ain't want to get down with it because the fans the listening. Is, y'all getting more truth? Than, than I think y'all bargaining for this episode. I think he. I think he knew. He was like in the back of his mind, like, "Yo, if I take a picture with this Batman, who's my height." He's gonna tell the world, dog. And he was three years in the in the league. And I remember leaving that that whole interaction in the in, in I remember leaving it thinking like, dog, how tall is this Bama? I looked it up online afterwards. I'm like, I said, oh, these Bama's playing Christmas they out the here. WWF. Dog. Yeah. Dog, and the thing is, I've been around like some NBA star like players and stuff. Um that's legitimately tall. And like, you know what I'm saying? They how heights match up. That Bama not his height don't match up, dog. I mean, I, I mean match. it's a it's a lot of Bamas in the league. It's a lot of Bamas in the league. You think but you Draymond. stand right next to him. Draymond. Dog, Draymond got the league hot too, dog. He got Bamas. He done called Kendra Perkins a coon, got him sizzling. It's dog, it's a lot going on right now. They, why they hate on the Bama of Draymond, dog? The new media. Because, I mean, part of it is they they created this this bubble where they get away with a lot of stuff that men typically don't get away with in the real world. Like you talk about people in certain ways and certain tones when you you're not, scene. you couldn't sniff their their jocks. You know what I mean? You got these yeah. nerds and basement dwelling Bamas yeah, with no right. youngins talking about rich alpha males like they like like they weak or yeah. you know what I mean like Russell garbage West human Brooke beings just, yeah. yeah like you got Skip calling Bama's Russell Russell Westbrook and stuff like that so it's a lot that's name. going on that's you can't that, put hands on disrespectful them but you can yeah. and you should you just you don't can. do it yourself you rich you don't have five thousand dollars to tell Alabama oh yeah well, you gonna I just need you bit. to smush them dog just, just put an elbow him. in his nose right quick just one time <laughs> you'll be out by Monday like. That's how you got to start handling these people because they feel immune, like you said, to, to the real world. And so with Draymond coming out and calling them out on a lot of the stuff they do and a lot of these black guys who get into these spaces with these others and start mm-hmm. towing and participating in the foolishness. And, and Did you see what, what Kendra Perkins said for Draymond to say that? Nah, what did he say? See, that's the key. They just tell you what Draymond said. They don't tell you. Kendrick Perkins said, going into game seven, he was praying that LeBron tore his ACL because he was scared about losing that game. He said this on J.J. Reddick's podcast in front of two white boys. And J.J. Reddick tried to say, was like, oh, we got to edit that out. He was like, no, don't edit it out. You getting the truth. He said he prayed LeBron tore his ACL in practice so he wouldn't be able to play in the game in the playoffs. Like who's you would in the why would you dog? Tell me that's not coming. He wasn't even smart enough to know that's not something you should say if, even if you really thought that as a beta. I never prayed in any competition in life for some bad well, to not be able to show hurt? up. What kind but that of- also tells you why he was a trash bam in the league. So it's just like Bamas have started to kind of adapt to the nerd basement dweller way of, of going about stuff. So like Draymond and JJ Reddick, you got a lot of guys who's like, nah, we're like not JJ doing this no Reddick, more. Dog. I like JJ. I like I like the fact that he knows the game so well that he just like, I mean, 
granted, I mean, now we have this space where, where, where like guys can talk sports and kind of start their own platforms and things of that nature, which I love. I think it's great. Um, but like, not everybody can do it really well. And you know, JJ does it very well. Draymond does it very well. Um, but yeah. dog, yeah, you got you got to get that bad my body, dog. That is that is that is that's cone chip activated. If you if you you praying somebody get injured, and not just he ain't say a sprained ankle, he ain't say you know what I mean like a cold or the flu like Jordan. This family said torn ACL. Like no, you got to be kidding. You want the face of the league to tear his ACL, but your <laughs> bum. It's just I don't know how you form your mouth to say something like that. I don't know either, dog. Even in the spirit of competition, dog, it always was the best for me to have the best Batman's plate. Like, you know what I'm saying? I did like, because it just made the victory that much sweeter. I just. I, he was just a big Batman. He, he, he wasn't, you know what I mean? It's, it's different levels of stuff. Yeah. And Draymond called it out. Like, how, how do you, as somebody who played in the league, you shouldn't have to do that. You should be able to analyze the NBA games better than the betas that you're sitting with and not have to resort to these hot takes and these like these just random just but but but, but honestly though let, let's just, let's just keep it all the way a hundred though. Do you really think what would Kendrick Perkins Perkins be doing if he wasn't on ESPN and but like even I'm telling him even being there you don't you shouldn't have to resort to what they have the people who didn't play have to resort to. You actually played in the game. You should have a different level of insight on what's going on with the strategy. Well, that, that's that's part. That's part of what Draymond said. You don't know the game. I heard it. I heard the take where he was just like, you know, these these dudes they get up here and talk, but they really don't know the game. So that's why they have to resort to this other this the other stuff because they don't they can't talk just basketball and the X's and O's of it because they don't know it. Only a few people, like, I mean, either you study the game to that level, you know, but but a lot of times, and we hear this, I'm not going to call my man out because he actually on my good side right now, but, like, some players, and it's not just in basketball, but in other, other sports, they think just because they play, they just, like, they get an automatic stamp of approval because I play, I know everything. When, in reality, when you, you playing, you should. You, you, you should, should know it. You should know. No more than somebody who didn't. But that's not always the case all across the board. Um, yeah, so uh, follow us at OSS980 at Other Side of Sports. Shout out to Wiz Buffy Podcast. Shout out to Holly Cotton. Shout out to Sports Talk Tasha. Shout out to Jenna Garcia. Um, shout out to Lance J Radio. Shout out to my man Wes. Uh, my man Omar, shout out to my man Mike, everybody who rock with us heavy. Subscribe, follow, share. We out. You can check out our podcast each and every Wednesday on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Play. Just search Other Side of Sports. Or you can follow us on Instagram at OSS980. Shut up! Give me a turn to speak! See? You do that to me. How does it feel? How does it feel to be told to shut up?
We've talked about. Let me speak. How does that do feel? That. How does that do feel? Do